Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. Hey, hey, I just wanted to pop on here real quick before the episode starts and give a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship, and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Now that that's out of the way, I really hope you enjoy this episode. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy it because it helps the podcast grow. And don't forget to be peace, be love, be mindful as a mother. Hello, and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. Lindsay here. I hope that this recording is clear because I am on my AirPods because I forgot my computer in the office. And But I really wanted to get this done today, so we're just going to try it this way. I... Before I dive into the topic for today, I just wanted to talk about what's been going on with me the past few months and how happy I am that Paige is on this podcast now because she is an amazing addition and she is just what this podcast and what I needed. So I've been feeling super burnt out since probably mid-September. I launched my course that was really stressful, and I've just been like not feeling motivated, not feeling inspired, and it's been hard for me, in all honesty, to produce content for the podcast and for um, Instagram and TikTok and our Facebook group. And Paige has been wonderful in like keeping me inspired and helping me. And I know that I have the kind of energy that I do better if I'm collaborating with someone. And like I'm hearing other people's ideas and I'm held accountable by someone else. So I have like went back and forth with like quitting the podcast because, and you know, I got real spotty with like episodes because I just wasn't feeling it. And then Paige and I talked and we decided that she was going to join. And after listening to her first episode solo, I instantly knew it was the right decision for you, for me, for everybody because we need her voice. Her voice and her experience is so important and she is so good at being vulnerable and relatable and sharing parts of herself that I'm not necessarily good at, but I'm working on getting better at. And I just think the more voices and experience we have, experiences we have and we hear, the more information we take from things. So anyway, I'm just so relieved that she's here. I'm so happy. And let's just get into today's topic, which is the 2020 reboot that we feel like we're in and how to handle it. Okay, so this year, 2022, is starting to feel a lot like 2020 with COVID and the risk of schools being shut down. And I know there's some people out there who um, haven't even gotten their kids back to regular in-person school yet. Um, And this just feels like another like hurdle that's going to take forever to overcome. And so I just wanted to share some tips on how to manage all of the unknown that is coming up right now for everyone. And, um, 
maybe I'm doing this more for myself too, because I need the reminder that like, we can do hard things. We can do the, un- the unknown and um, it's going to be okay, right? Like we have the skills to manage this and we've managed it before. And I think the thing that makes this feel harder or different, at least for me, is that I'm burnt out, you know, um, actually getting COVID, we had it a couple weeks ago, uh, by the time you hear this, was a good thing because um, luckily we're very blessed in that we had very mild cases, but Tim and I um, took a whole work week off because it just fell that way and we couldn't work besides like on our phones or online, couldn't go anywhere, couldn't have anything else planned because the only time we really take time off from work is to go on vacation or do fun things. And so we just had to chill. And that helped me realize that like how, one, how burnt out I really was. And two, how I need to prioritize more like rest and home time in my life. And that some of these changes that are coming up or maybe coming up due to COVID, whether it's you know, going out less or schools not being in session or being partly virtual or um, closed is maybe a good thing in some ways. Now, the school thing is really stressful for me and not all good, but it, it just gave me a different perspective. And like, I can look at this from the point of view that it's not all bad. And that helps me have a better mindset going into it. So my first tip is to remain flexible. I think we get very rigid in our mind, in our expectations of how things should go, how we need to show up, how the days need to look even, and how our kids need to behave, and what their lives need to look like, and what's important for them to like grow into healthy, happy adults. And sometimes I think for people that include sports and extracurriculars, and what this whole pandemic and life in general and motherhood and being a therapist has taught me is to just really like, we have to be flexible in our mindset of we may expect things to go a certain way and we need to be adaptable that if they don't go that way, that's okay. Right? Like it's okay to make plans. It's okay to have a a set idea for things, but like it might not go the way you want. And that's, there's a lesson in that and there's good in that. And to just take that and keep moving forward. So one of the things like maybe with not having your kids in school or having to be their teacher again is being flexible in your expectations of yourself, right? Like you cannot expect your kid to excel at homeschool if they haven't before or to be the a model student or for you to be a model teacher if that's not your thing. And so really just doing what you can, doing the best you can and letting the rest go. And just reminding yourself that like, if your intentions are good, if you're doing the best you can, it's it's all going to work out. And yes, your kid might not, you know, make as much academic progress as you want them to or social progress as you want them to. It's the reality that we live in and we just all need to do the best we can. Because if you're burnt out, mom everyone else is going to be burnt out too. You set the tone for your family, which is the really cool part of being a mother, but also the really, uh, pardon my language, shitty part of being a mother because it's a lot of pressure, right? To show up in that way. So just remaining flexible in mentality and scheduling and expectations is going to be the thing that like helps your mindset 
the most. Now, this is something I struggle with personally because I get very set in like um, like tunnel vision almost of like, I expect things to go this way or this is my plan for things. And if they don't go that way, excuse me, the way I'm intending for it to go. Like I have a hard time seeing other options or other solutions. And so what I have to do personally, and this may or may not work for you, but is to take a step back and take a few minutes and say like, okay, I'm going to put this problem on my to-do list or my, I have a to think about list because I'm worried I'm going to forget about the problem. And I'm just going to go do something else. And a lot of times while I'm doing something else, a solution comes to me. Or I'm able to like think of things in a different way or allow myself to be flexible in ways that I wasn't before. My second tip is a very practical one. And that is to make sure that your family still has some semblance of a routine. Um, We're going into January. So we're probably resetting routines anyway. Um, I know it's like mid to late January, but we're trying to get back on like a bedtime routine, which is very important. Sleep is very important for you and for your kids as far as like behavior and emotional regulation. The other things that are important are movement, daylight, sunshine, and uh, food. And so when we talk about those things, I'm not saying you need to like be super rigid in them, but like make sure you're moving your body every day. Even if it's like getting up, getting your steps, doing some stretches, doing some yoga. Maybe you're like a full workout person. Maybe you need to get your full workout and that's okay, but you don't have to be that person. Same things, same thing for your kids. A lot of times I combine the movement and sunlight piece for my kids. So like in the afternoon, because I'm in Utah and it's freezing, I'll send them outside to play on their scooters and in the backyard. And that's their movement and sunlight. And when they do that, the whole vibe in the house changes. Um, When they get that movement and sunlight, everyone is happier. They sleep better. They're not as restless. I'm happier. It helps. So making that a priority. And then with food, I don't mean like eating a certain diet or eating a certain way. It's just like, make sure you're eating, make sure you're getting some protein, make sure your blood sugar is stable because that plays a big role in like ability to handle stress And fun fact, the second you like feel stressed, your vitamin stores deplete, specifically, I think magnesium and zinc are the main ones that deplete really quickly to help you manage that stress. So, um, and I'm not a doctor, disclaimer, not a doctor. Um, But that can be like a helpful thing to know. And that, so like, if you're stressed, looking into supplements and making sure you're eating and getting those vitamins in can be really helpful in making sure you're physically healthy because it's really hard to be mentally healthy and adapting to change when you're not feeling physically well. Um, Okay, so I think I covered all of those. Oh, sunlight. For you, sunlight. And this doesn't have to be like you're outside for an a huge amount of time every day, right? Like it's winter and I'm in Utah and there's a horrible inversion. So like, I just try and get outside when there's some sunshine for like 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight a day. And this helps my mindset. I see some nature. I feel the breeze on my face and it helps me remember that, uh, there's a world out there bigger than me, that, that my house isn't the end all be all and that it's going to be okay. So it's good for you too, to get fresh air and sunshine is one of my favorites and it's about controlling what you can and we're in a world right now 
where um, we really can only control what's going on around us, what's going on in our homes and in our own lives. And there's a phrase I like to use to remind myself of this, and it's called controlling your three-foot world. And that comes from Tim and I binged this show while we were in quarantine called Seal Team. It's on Paramount Plus if anyone wants to watch it. It's pretty good. Um, but they talk about, like, when there are these Navy SEALs going into operations, they are in their three-foot world, which is, like, I can only focus and control on what's going on around me right now. And that's such a good reminder because I think a lot of times – we get carried away in our thoughts and our worry in the news and what could happen in the what ifs and like could school shut down or um, what happens if this happens? What happens if that happens? And all we can do is just control what's going on around us right now. We can take in information, but we can't, we, and we can make 75 plans for 75 different scenarios. But at that point, all we're doing is wasting our energy, making plans for something that we don't know if it's going to happen. And a lot of times in the world we live in, things are out of our control. We have no control over what happens and how things continue to go. So really just bringing it back and focusing on your three-foot world and what's going on around you in your home, in your kids' lives, and doing what you can there and then letting the rest go because we really are at the mercy of the world. And something I've learned from being a therapist uh, for so long is that... We can control like nothing in life. We think we can control a lot of things. We make plans to control things and we try really hard to control things and we get really mad when we can't control things or when we don't know the outcome of things. But really, at the end of the day, we can't really control very much. We can control our bodies. We can control our actions. um, We can kind of control our thoughts. Um, Some thoughts are automatic and come in, but then after that, like we have the choice what we do with them and how we respond to them, right? And so because there's so much out of our control, I think it's more important to focus on the things that we do have influence over and the things that we can affect rather than the things we can. So this is just a reminder that that's like very important, especially during a time when there's a lot of unknown or if there's a time where you're going through a transition or grief or loss, um, it it's really tempting to want to to know what's going to happen in the future. And we just don't. And that's one of the really crappy parts of life, but also one of the really beautiful parts of life because anything can happen. My next tip is to have fun while you can, where you can. And this comes back to the thing I talk about the most, which is the one-on-one time, spending time with your kids, having fun with them. And this time should be like quality, no phone, no distraction time. There's two different types of, well, there's more than two, but like for simplicity, I'm going to break it into two categories, like play with your kids. There's child-led play and there's adult-led play. Adult-led play is like where you plan the activity and you structure it and you help your child like guide through it. And um, it's more you, you are the leader, right? And then there's child-led play, which is when your child leads the activity and you are the follower, you are the participant in the play. Both types of play are super important for kids to learn because, and now I'm on a tangent, but that's okay. Um, Adult-led play and adult, like following adult directions helps kids with like being in school, listening to teachers, extracurriculars, things like that. Following directions, all that, staying on task. 
Child love play is really great for the relationship, building self-confidence, building assertiveness skills, and problem-solving skills. So um, I recommend having like a mix of these kinds of play with your kids, uh, distraction-free. I focus more when I'm like talking on social media on child-led play because I think that's the thing as parents we don't do as often. Um, so I focus more on that, but adult-led play is still important. And so just making that one-on-one -on -one time and making it a priority, right? And this comes in with like your expectations. And I know this is something that I struggle with a lot as a mom because I want to get all the things done and I want to have my house clean and I want to get my to-do list knocked off before I go to work. But I also want that time with my kids. And so sometimes I have to stop myself and say like, okay, is it really important that I fold and put this laundry away right now? Or would my time be better spent doing one-on-one -on -one time with one of my girls or both of my girls? And, or, you know, if Sam's at school or Sam. And sometimes I will, you know, do that and feel good about it. Sometimes I won't. And then I'll like think, dang, I thought I was going to have time later and I didn't get that one-on-one -on -one time in. And then I go to bed feeling guilty or like I'm not um, showing up for my kids. And so what I'm learning, the more I experiment and uh, play around with like making sure I get this one-on-one -on -one time in is that like I should always choose the one-on-one -on -one time because at the end of the day, that's going to be the thing that builds the relationship with my kids. And relationship is the foundation for everything. Um, we all have genetics and we all have maybe like neurodivergence or the way our brain works and we all have obstacles and environment but as far as like what sets your child up for success in life one of the main components is the relationship with you and it's really so much easier to be patient and loving and kind with your kids when you have a good relationship with them and it's and they listen better when they have a good relationship with you and they respond better. And you just are more in tune with them. You know more about their needs. And when you feel connected to the people in your life, whether it's your spouse or your kids, it's easier to show up for them, right? Like there's not that resentment. Like, and so real of like being the one that does things all the time. So really focusing on that and remembering like that there's a lot of um, like, even though things are changing, there's a lot of opportunity for fun and really just like relishing that opportunity, making time for that opportunity. Um, one way I've been able to like fit this into my schedule because I love my job. I love work. I love, uh, for the most part, the past few months, maybe I haven't, but like I, um, I love it. And so sometimes that seems to take over because I think, oh, I'll, I'll have time later to do these things is when I do my schedule, I, um, have been trying to schedule the one-on-one -on -one time first before my work stuff, before my other responsibilities so that I make sure I'm getting it in because it should be the number one priority. Like uh, when I think about my life and my values and, and how I want things to be, you know, when my kids are grown, the relationship is what I should be focusing on. Not on like if I get this Instagram post out or if I get my therapy notes done. I mean, it's still important, right? But like not the number one most important thing. My last tip is I forgot my last tip guys this is what happens when you have ADHD or you're a mom oh duh okay I remember it my last tip is it's okay to do the bare minimum um when I was feeling burnt out or even when we were on quarantine 
I had to like accept that I'm just going to do the bare minimum sometimes and that's okay. Uh, And when I mean the bare minimum, you get to decide what the bare minimum is for you. And for me, that's like, you know, maybe doing dishes, laundry, and laying on the couch and hanging out with my kids if we're sick or if we're on quarantine or if we're homeschooling, the bare minimum is to get, you know, these few things done and it's okay to just let the rest go. And if you're feeling burnt out or resentful or overwhelmed, my advice to you is to do the bare minimum. And I know that sounds counterintuitive, right? Because you think, well, I'm overwhelmed. Like if I can just power through a bunch of tasks and I've been procrastinating them, then I won't feel overwhelmed. And that's the case, but not really. So I've been reading, um, I think it's called Alice of the Heart by Brene Brown. And one of the things she talks about, and it's, it resonated with me so much, is that we have like... Um, we have overwhelm and then we have like uh, stress. So sh- being stressed out is like when we have too much to do, but we're able to like, if someone says, Hey, what can I help you with? You can like think of things and say, okay, you can do this or you can help me with this or you can help me with this. Overwhelm is when you, and, and I know most moms have experienced this when you have so much to do or when you're so overwhelmed and flooded and just like, uh, that you can't. And, and I think burnout feels similar to this. This is how I felt during burnout if someone says, Hey, what can I help you with? You can't even think of anything because your brain's just not even working. Like you don't even know, you don't even know what to do. You don't even know what you're doing next. You're kind of just plugging through the day. And to me, that's where she talks about how you just need a break. You just need to do nothing is what she says. And I know that doing nothing isn't always uh, like feasible when you have a family. So for me, I turned that into the bare minimum. I, just did what I felt like doing when I felt like doing it. And then I did the bare minimum things. And there was still this noise in my head that said I should be doing more. I should be trying to get this done. And I kind of fed into it for a couple months. And then I realized that like that wasn't helping me that and maybe I do feel like I need to do stuff, but that wasn't helping me. What was helping me is to do nothing, not to try and do stuff here and there, but to do nothing. So I or to force myself because I felt like it. So when we were on quarantine, not feeling very good, um, the first couple of days, I really didn't do anything. And then by like the third day, I found myself like wanting to put content out, engage on social media. Um, I had podcast ideas. I was feeling inspired. And these are all the things that like I hadn't wanted to do. And then slowly, um, it also happened to with like my house. I got this urge to like, oh, I want to like organize and clean my house rather than like, oh my gosh, it feels so much. I'm never going to get it organized and cleaned. I'm not going to do anything. Like, I'm just going to cry and feel overwhelmed and upset. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, like, I kind of want to do this. So I do a little bit and then I would rest some and then do a little bit. And so just giving yourself permission to do the bare minimum is so important sometimes. And I think, and I was talking to Tim about it um, after quarantine, because he kind of felt the same way. Like, we never do uh, nothing. We never just take time to do nothing. And we were talking about it. He's like, I feel so good. Like going back to work. I haven't felt this good in a long time. And which is interesting because he just got done being sick. And so we decided like, we need to schedule some time in our lives um, to do the the bare minimum, to do nothing, like to just sit and chill and do whatever we feel like doing. If we want to take naps, take naps. And so I'm trying to like navigate what that looks like in my family. And I'm sure you will have to do the same thing based on schedules and stuff. So if you have any ideas for that, definitely send them my way and I will update you on like what we've decided. But it it was very eye-opening to, to be in 
quarantine and to have that experience and then to come back feeling motivated, like, oh, okay, this is what I needed. And I need to make these shifts and changes to my day-to-day life so that I'm able to continue to show up the way that I want to show up and in a way that feels good for me and doesn't burn me out. So I hope some of these tips were somewhat useful to you. I'm going to recap them real quick just for funsies and in case you've forgotten them. The first tip is to be flexible and lower your expectations. The second tip is sleep, movement, food, sunshine. Get all those physical needs met. The second or the third tip, I'm sorry, is your three-foot world. Control what you can control, let go of the rest. The fourth tip is have fun to break things up, make sure you're getting both types of play in and really just enjoying your kids and building the relationship with them. And then five is give yourself permission to do the bare minimum. I hope this episode was helpful and I can't wait to see you next time. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at Linz underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Linz L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams LCSW.